Welcome back, everybody. This is Mike Rayford, and you're listening to The Good Life Show. Well, we've uh, got our travel going today, and we're going to just kind of continue on that theme. We've got our next guest lined up here, Sarah Rocasano. She's a travel blogger, and she's also a kind of a, um, well, she's very passionate about traveling. She's a wanderer. She likes to really inspire other people to get off the sofa and out of their zip code, kind of like me a little bit. She was a former Wall Streeter in New York City, and well, guess what happened to a lot of us around 08, 09? So uh, she shifted gears and turned it into something that she's really having a ball doing. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you. Nice to be here. You've made my day. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Well, you're welcome. Are you in the Big Apple right now? No, I've, I've escaped for the weekend. I'm actually in Oxford, Connecticut, uh, where I grew up, and I've been living in Manhattan uh, since 2002, but uh, it's nice to get away every so often. <laughs> I bet. Well, listen, I know you love to travel and explore. Obviously, circumstances were what sort of caused your initial transition into this. Tell us a little bit about what you were doing when uh, 08, 09 rolled around. Sure. Well, I still held on after uh, the financial crisis, and I didn't leave. I was in investment banking for nearly a decade, and uh, I ended up leaving my firm in 2012, right around Hurricane Sandy, actually. But um, leading up to that, uh, you can imagine it was you know quite a stressful experience. Uh, it, it took a lot of your time. You know, your life was not your own as, a, as an investment banker. But um, to, a way for me to kind of, I guess, enjoy life to the way that I could, I ended up taking up scuba diving, which was a uh, desire of mine since I was a little kid. I always had a fascination with sharks and the ocean. And one day I I learned you can go scuba diving in the aquarium with whale sharks down in the Georgia Aquarium. So I got scuba certified in 2009, and I haven't looked back. I've been traveling the world ever since. Isn't that a great thing? I love scuba diving myself. I've been doing it a real long time, and it's it's the closest thing I, I guess we could get to sort of space travel because there's you know the, the whole deal you're in another atmosphere but it's actually for me anyway a lot more beautiful than space travel only because you're seeing all the fish and all the colors and all the good stuff one of your sort of I guess you as you're you know you have a lot of friends that you're trying to they ask you gee how are you doing this or where where should I go what do you do to sort of motivate your friends or, or even just people that you know to uh, you know get out there and go to be emboldened, as I like to say. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right. So I think it just happened naturally. It, you know, one thing led to another. I went on one dive trip. My first dive trip actually was to the Maldives, if you could believe Ooh, it. And that's it actually beautiful. Was, oh, it was amazing. It was very cost-effective, actually. For $2,000, roughly, you were on a liverboard boat for the entire week, island hopping and going scuba diving. And, you know, it, you know, you can get an air, airline ticket pretty cheaply with your miles, and, you know, you're living the life of luxury. But that was my my first foray into, you know, going around the world and really, you know, having a lifestyle of scuba diving while, you know, you worked and, you know, you took a week off here and there, maybe two. But as I started to do this, I'd, I'd meet more and more people who were into diving, who were into travel. And uh, the more I wanted to do trips, the more people started to say, hey, I'd like to come too. I've never really left the country. I've never really, you know, been to this country before. This sounds interesting. Let's do it. So um, now I uh, have decided to create a website. It's called emboldenadventures.com. And you can find it on Facebook if you go facebook.com backslash emboldenadventures. It's a podcast show as well as a travel website to encourage 
encourage people to get out there and see the world. Yeah, I'm on the website now, and you guys uh, go definitely go check it out. It's emboldenadventures.com, and uh, there's a little place there you can sign up for an email, and I'm sure you're going to send somebody some good information, and you could find out all about some of your other trips. It's pretty exciting, some of the places that you've uh, you've been, uh, uh, balloon riding uh, over uh, places in Myanmar, which is a, a, com- a country that most people aren't even familiar with, but it actually used to be called Burma, and it's been more or less closed for decades, and that must have been an exciting trip. That really was. Uh, it was an idea that happened over tacos, if you could believe it. <laughs> <laughs> we, so a few of my friends and I are, at, you know, we like to dive, and one of my friends said, hey, you know, they have a dive boat they're starting up in, in the Andaman Sea, which is part of uh, Thailand and where the Phuket area is, mm-hmm. and then it goes north up to Myanmar and Burma. And, you know, one thing led to another. We said, you know what, let's see if we could do a land tour around Burma. And that was motivated just because I saw a picture in the Wall Street Journal of, as you mentioned, these, these hot air balloons. It's called Balloons Over Bagan. And they are these hot air balloons that go over the Irrawaddy River. And these old, ancient, mysterious pagodas from like 1000 A.D. that were built uh, in the I guess, Kingdom of Bagan era. And as you mentioned, the country has just been open, opening its doors, you know, the advent of Aung San Suu Kyi and the you know, democratic rule that's, you know, n- now happening. Um, it's amazing how the country is transforming. So as a result, people are beginning to, you know, explore this uh, very interesting country. I highly recommend it. It's, it's worth uh, going now um, before it starts to get overrun with tourists, as, you know, Thailand or other parts of the world are, are right now. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was fortunate to be able to travel to some, I don't want to give my, you know, my age away, but I will say that I've been uh, able to travel to some places before they were, quote, discovered. And uh, yeah, now going there, it's a totally different experience altogether. Well, you know, uh, safety and traveling, especially uh, as, a, as a woman, I know uh, um, a lot of my guests are solo travelers. That's a big deal. A lot of, a lot of women are out there involved in the industry or just traveling and writing or blogging and so forth. But um, how do you sort of manage that? Or do your friends ever sort of get a little curious as to, you know, isn't that kind of scary to go to certain places? You think, right, uh, from, you know, the perceptions you may see on TV or what you read on the news. Uh, but the reality is once you get out there, you realize that the world is quite a nice place. I, I personally fully believe that 95% of the people in this world are good at the end of the day. And, you know, the people you meet um, always want to help and be hospitable and, and generous and, and just kind-hearted. And uh, for me, um, I guess case in point, we just came back from the Middle East. and We went to Jordan for a wedding, and we went to the United Arab Emirates. And I know for a while, uh, you know, my family was a little concerned of us going to the Middle East, given, you know, some of the unrest that's going around mm. around the country of Jordan. Um, however, uh, being there, we realized how much of a safe country it was. Um, we didn't feel unsafe at all. And uh, to answer your question about going solo, um, there are parts of the world, I think, that are um, very achievable to do. You get on a plane and you go, and you're amazed how many people you meet along the way. And you know, if you have a head on your shoulders um, and you keep your eyes open, then, you know, obviously you don't splash uh, money, don't bring, you know, a lot of jewelry, um, you know, and you're just you kind of know where your embassy is. You kind of have your precautions in order. I think it's anything's doable. Well, good. Yeah, those are sort of standard, uh, you know, uh, sort of procedures for traveling pretty much anywhere. I mean, I know people that 
let's say they've lived in you know one state most of their life and they're going to go to a place like L.A. or New York or Chicago, uh, really the same precautions would, would apply there as almost any other place in the world. If you, Like you say, just keep your head and uh, keep, uh, keep looking out over what's going on. Well, listen, this wedding that you went to, the pictures of it are amazing. This thing actually took place in an old ancient Roman um, sort of amphitheater. That is correct. My friend Jen uh, is a dear friend of mine. She's an American who lives in Australia and met her fiancé, well, now husband, who's from Jordan. And uh, they decided to do their uh, Muslim ceremony, which is kind of more of a festive occasion with the Zeppa band. And they decided to do it at the ancient amphitheater in Jerash, which is the old Roman city of Gerasia. It's the second largest Roman ruin outside of Rome, or Italy for that matter. And it's just absolutely exquisite. So they decided to have their wedding in Jerash, and then from there we had a tour around Jordan, which included a visit to Petra and uh, camping with the Bedouins in the Wadi Rum Desert, and we had a hot air balloon ride over there, and then we did the Red Sea and the Dead Sea as well. We floated in the Dead Sea. It was just a great trip. I have a podcast episode that actually you can relive the entire experience as we lived it, uh, as I recorded it, to be honest, and uh, you'll be able to hear... um, just all the aspects of the wedding and uh, interacting with the Bedouins around the campfire as they played their oud instrument and sing and clap. It's just pretty cool. I highly recommend you go to the website, emboldenadventures.com, and, and check out that podcast. Yeah, it sounds like a good one. Well, speaking of that, and we're getting close to the end here, but um, for those that are curious uh, about doing something like this and maybe shifting over and making this sort of a lifestyle uh, that uh, can keep them you know alive with a little bit of an income are you able to monetize through your blog are you writing are you freelancing are you just are you monetizing by taking tourists out how, how do you do that so that's what i'm trying to figure out <laughs> um it, it is possible um i just on a whim new year's eve this past year decided to buy the uh domain and i built the website by myself, uh, and I learned as I went. So um, I just got my first sponsor, and she's Spice Road Travel has sponsored this uh, podcast as well as the upcoming podcast about the United Arab Emirates. But as I go, you'll start to see um, there's there's more and more interest, I think, the more uh, you, you start talking about you know, places around the world. I think it is viable. Uh, you know, I think ways to do it are, you know, sponsorships and advertising and even affiliations and whatnot. But I'm learning as I go. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, I can give you some more insight as I uh, grow. Well, good. <laughs> well, no, you're off to a great start. And uh, congratulations for doing your your own website. I, I have um, all of the above. I mean, sometimes just keeping up with, you know, the social media platforms is a challenge enough, let alone posting uh, new new articles and uh, doing doing the radio show every week and things like that. So it's a, it's a busy life out there when you're in this uh, sort of uh, modern media, as we call it. But it's fun. I'm having a ball doing this. It's just so much fun to talk about this, uh, this, this opportunity to see the world. I really recommend everyone to get out there and try to explore someplace new that they've always wanted to go. It, it's doable, it's possible, and it's cheaper than you think. Well, good deal. Well, that sounds like my mantra, too. Well, Autumn, or uh, sorry, Sarah, I want to thank you very much for joining us today. Um, check in with us uh, occasionally when you've g- got a new thing going or you're fr- somewhere else. I mean, we can always Skype you into the show. We have uh, people coming in all the time from all over the world. It's probably easier if you're in the, you know, say, Asia or the East versus um, 
you know, back in Europe right now because uh, it's like 11 or 12 in, at night. So sometimes it's a little <laughs> challenging to Skype in on that. But anyway, good luck to you. Stay safe out there. Have fun and look forward to following you on your blog. Thank you so much. Emboldenadventures.com. I appreciate the time. Thanks, Mike. You got it. See you next time. Cheers. All right, everybody. That was Sarah, and she's got the great website. It's called emboldenedadventures.com or emboldenadventures.com. Just Google it or just go check it out, and you will find her online. Right on. Well, listen, we're going to take a little break. We're going to be right back when we're going to stick with the travel thing. We got the travel bug going in hour number one. So stick around. More of the good life to come. This is Mike Rayford. We'll be right back.